Yo, 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 what's up? And welcome to a bonus episode of A Conversation with Jenna. In this episode, I'm just going to be sharing my thoughts and opinions on some things that I've heard in the news recently. I'm going to be talking about a conversation that I had over the weekend and just sharing what I have been thinking about lately. I hope you enjoy. So first, I want to say that I'm recording in my garage, so there might be kind of an echo, but it's just so cold in my house, and it's been so cold in Arizona, like the last week that I went into my garage to put a can in the recycling, and I was like, oh, it's like warm out here. It feels really, really good, and for this native Arizonian, like, I want hot. I love my 120 degree summers. I love sweating being hot I hate being cold so I was like I'm just gonna record in the in the garage so if you hear some weird sounds that's why so this past weekend I was invited to an NAU alumni and current student mixer at the greater um, Phoenix Chamber of Converse oh my gosh that is like such a tongue twister for me to say and I think it's because of my braces it was located or hosted like the greater Phoenix Chamber of Commerce uh, was the host for the event. Okay, there. So it was an NAU alumni current student mixer, and it was so fun. And the Chamber of Commerce is located in the Biltmore area of Phoenix, and it's just so beautiful. I love, 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 love that area. And it was like a beautiful view. You could see Camelback Mountain. I mean, it was gorgeous. And so um, first... I was going to be part of the panel. They were going to have a panel discussion. And then they decided to, so I was going to speak for the panel. And then they decided to break it down to just like individual table topics because they wanted to make us, the alumni, more accessible to the current students or to the people who were there like looking for jobs because this mixer was definitely career focused. Um, That was the purpose of it. And so um, it was hosted by the School of Engineering and the, the company that I work for, I'm the, I received an email from them because my boss like is part of the NAU like alumni career like chapter program that also is with my company, which I just thought, isn't that ironic, right? So we got an email. They were looking for people to be on the panel. I said, of course, I would love to be on the panel. I love talking, Right. And so, again, then they changed to table topics. And the topic that I spoke on was career pivots. Um, And I just thought it was really interesting because there are so many people who pivot in their career. And I I never really think about it like that. And I think career pivots are a good thing. I think that you need to follow your passions. And anyways, I just have kind of a lot of thoughts on pivots. But I think it's good. I think if you are wanting to uh, to do a pivot in your career, I think that you should take the chance, especially if you have, especially if you're more seasoned, you should take the pivot and take the chance. I think that that it's like the time is now, right? Anyways, so we went into our individual table topics and there was four people on my side. So like four people who were hosting the table topics and then there were four people who were there. They are all alumni, the people who were there like looking for our advice. They were in like their 30s, 40s and 50s, been in the career field for a long time. And so I shared my story. You guys know my story, right? I've been a licensed cosmetologist for 15 years now. I retired after 14 years Um, Two years after going to beauty school and working behind the chair, I went back to get my bachelor's degree in fashion merchandising. I worked in the fashion industry for three years, then left, went back to the salon, right? Now I'm in the aerospace industry. 
So everybody gave like their background and then we did the discussion and it was wonderful. So after that, we went back into the lobby to like hang out as a total group. And one of the guys who was on the panel with me or on the table topic side, the same side as me, he, he stopped me as we were walking out of the room and he had made this comment. He's like, like he said, people are looked down upon in society if they do not have a college education. That's what he said. And I kind of looked at him because I was like, this is kind of coming out of left field. Like, that's literally what he opened with. And I, I looked at him and I thought, what is it? Is he talking about like my critical thinking skills are just like rapid fire right now? And I go, oh, you mean because I'm a licensed cosmetologist? And he's like, yeah. And I said, huh, interesting. And then and then he he proceeded to say like, and you're really smart. And I just thought, isn't that so interesting that he, this, this person is an engineer and, you know, this event was hosted by the School of Engineering at NAU and he's had a, like a very lucrative career in engineer. Um, and I'm going to share a little bit about his story later because I just think it's really phenomenal and I'm really proud of him, like the career pivots that he has made because I don't, not everybody would do that. But I just thought, oh, that's so interesting. Like he was giving me a compliment without giving me a compliment. Like maybe when I first was sharing my story, he might thought, Oh, like she's not that smart. And then after talking to me and realizing like, Oh, actually she is really smart. Oh, isn't that interesting? Like just the correlation that he, I, I just thought it was good. I'm kind of fumbling over my words. Sorry, but I just thought it was good. But what I wanted to say about that is like, I come from a family who does not have higher education, okay? Like, I'm the first generation in my family to go to college. Um, out of all of the cousins, three of us, I think, have graduated college. I think four, actually, have graduated college. And my brother is the first one to get his MBA. Like, I would say my brother and I, we have great, successful jobs. Like, I come, I also come from a family of entrepreneurs. Like, my family owns a restaurant. We've been in the restaurant industry for many, many years. And so since I've always had like a trade, like jobs in my family, and most people in my family have like trades for jobs, I never really like thought about it as, oh, just because you're a hairstylist means that you're dumb. Because that's just what I was used to. Like, I did not, you know, I haven't. Anyway, so I just thought that that was an interesting correlation that and an interesting conversation that we had. And this leads me to the next story or that I want to share about this. So it was interesting because when I decided that I was going to go and get my bachelor's degree, I had like very little money and I knew that I wanted to go to college, but I wanted to do it debt free or free if possible. And my dad like has a little bit of money and uh, my parents are divorced and I was living with my mom. And so I reached out to him and I was like, hey, I've decided that I'm going to go to college and I'm going to go to NAU. Like, can you help me basically like financially? And he said no. And I was like, okay, but he did buy me a laptop. I was very, very thankful. It was like one of those super cheap Dell laptops that were like $300 that like it got me through college, but it like barely worked. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like, it's not like the MacBook Pro that I have now, but I'm really grateful for that. So I did go to school and I came out of school debt-free. It is possible to go to college um, debt-free, y'all. Like it is possible. So I got scholarships. I got financial aid 
and like I got academic scholarships. I said, I should say I got financial aid. And then I, for whatever money I needed, like whatever money was still left over that I owed, I literally scoured the internet to find any scholarship that I could apply for. And I applied for all of them and I was able to just go to school debt free. So it was awesome. And how I was able to like pay for rent and for food and for gas is three times a month. I would drive down to Phoenix and I would work at the salon Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then I would drive back on Monday, like right before I had class. So yeah, I like still worked and I was, it was, everything was able to be paid for. So I'm very, very lucky and thankful for that. But it wasn't until after I graduated that I found out the reason that my dad hesitated on helping me go to school is because he didn't think that I was smart enough to go to college. And the story goes like this. So after I graduated and like I graduated summa cum laude, if anybody knows what that is, like that means that you graduate in the top 15% of your class. Like that's summa cum laude is the highest recognition that a student can get, I believe, I believe it is. Um, and so like I did really good and I worked really hard and I studied like crazy. Like I, I care about it in anyways. It just shows that I'm definitely smart enough to go to college. So I, um, so we were celebrating. I was over at his house and this was with his wife at the time. They're no longer married. I went over to their house to celebrate my graduation and I was sitting on the couch with his the wife at the time and she looks at me and she goes you you know your dad didn't think that you were smart enough to go to college and my dad was sitting right there and I looked at him and I was like what and my dad of course tried to deny it and she was like no don't don't deny it you said that and come to find out he said it and I just think it's so interesting that like my dad didn't think I was smart enough to go to college and boy did I prove him wrong and then this gentleman that I met the NAU mixer, not that he didn't think that I was smart, but he just really assumed, oh, because I did a trade, like I'm not that intelligent. I just think like it goes to show you that you can't judge a book by the cover and like you could really be missing out on creating great relationships and having great conversations with people who you might not think are smart enough or who might not be what you expect them to expect them to be. So I just wanted to share that too as like some encouragement that if don't listen to what people say, you follow your dreams, you follow what you're passionate about and do it. Like you can do it. You are smart enough to do it. You can do it and you're going to be a rock star. One of the questions that this gentleman from the NAU Mixer asked me, he's like, so why did you decide to go to college? And then he said, you know, I like to ask people that question because for me, it was just known within my family that I was going to go to college. And he went to like the top engineering school in Puerto Rico. So he's Puerto Rican. And this is like a pretty famous engineering school. I have no idea what it's called, but I do think it's pretty awesome that the president of NAU also went to this engineering school in Puerto Rico. And this particular engineering school is like, very heavily recruited for like for fortune 500 companies for engineers he said because it gives them their like uh diversity points right but he he's just like you know I never thought that I could work for a five fortune 500 company like coming from Puerto Rico and he's like I'm the first one in my family to work for a fortune 500 company so I just thought that was really cool 
But uh, in case no one's curious, so the reason that I went to college, well, again, it's because I wanted to be a buyer and I knew that if I was going to be a buyer, I was going to need to get my bachelor's degree. So for me, it was just a means to an end. It was something that I knew I needed to do to get me to where I wanted to go. Like, uh, I don't see graduating college as like a huge accomplishment. I, I just don't see it that way. I know that there are people out there who are like, so proud of it and like this is something that they've dreamed of and they worked so hard for like I had no plans to go to college I was going to go to beauty school and I was going to be a hairstylist like that was the plan and then when I decided no I don't really want to do that and I pivoted I just did it because it's what needed to be done another part of my personality is I'm like pretty competitive with the people who are around me And if I admire you or look up to you, I like want to be like you. So I like might do things that you do just to like prove to myself, hey, if they could do it, I could do it too. So uh, one example of this, there was this girl who um, she was dating my brother in high school and her sister went to beauty school and she went to beauty school and she's the reason why I went to beauty school. Like I went to the same Tony and Guy Academy. That's where she went. I did apprenticeship under her for a little while. Like I wanted to be just like her and she ran half marathons and I was like, if she could run a half marathon, I can run a half marathon. So I did it like I ran a couple and it it wasn't necessarily because I was like super passionate about it. I just wanted to be just like her. So I did it. The same thing is said with my brother. Like when my brother makes accomplishments, I think to myself, if he can do that, I can do that too. So then I do it. And I saw that Tyler went to college and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to college too. Like watch me. And I did it. My brother has his MBA and like, I've been, I've decided I'm not going to get my MBA as of today. We'll see what happens in the future. But, um, you know, my company is willing to pay for me to have my MBA. And I just thought, wow, like how lucky would I be that I came out, uh, um, debt-free for my undergrad and for my graduate degree. Like, I just feel like that that's so unheard of nowadays. And I just feel like this is such an op- awesome opportunity. I don't want to waste it. But then I also don't want to be tied up for two years during school and not taking any breaks and not having any freedom. So as of right now, I'm not doing it. But anybody who is interested in doing the MBA who like would not be doing the full-time program. So if you would, if you're interested in doing ASU's MBA for either the executive program, the evening program, or the online program, the GMAT is no longer required. And I just thought that is so awesome because uh, studying for the GMAT and taking the GMAT was like a huge turnoff for me. I like bought the prep material. I was like gonna do it. And then I was just looking into it and I was like, I do not wanna do this. Like, I don't wanna have to study and take a test. Like, that's so dumb. Like my school years are behind me, you know? Like, I don't wanna do it. But ASU thinks that your work experience is enough. And and I was talking with the people at the mixer about this and they were and they were talking about, well, yeah, ASU is like the number one school for innovation. And that's one of the ways that they're innovating. And I never really thought about it like that. I was just thinking when you see those signs, number one school uh, for innovation, I was thinking more in like uh, systems and technology. I wasn't thinking that hey, we're going to be one of the first schools to not require the GMAT. And then I was asking them about that and they said, yeah, because they want to make it more, they want to make like getting your MBA or going to grad school more accessible for more people. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Like I love the, the way that the world is going because I feel like it's getting a lot easier for me. You know, like the fact that my brother, I think graduated with his MBA in finance in like 2017, 2018 maybe. So just a few years ago, and he had to take the GMAT, and he went to ASU. 
And now like five years later, it's no longer required. So anyway, it's just a fun little tidbit. But yeah, so I, that's why I went to college. So this uh, man that I was talking to at the mixer, his, a little bit of his journey goes like this. So he was recruited, I believe, from the engineering school in Puerto Rico. And he worked for a Fortune 500 company as like an engineer. And, um, yeah, I didn't know if I was going to say the company, but I'm not, but anyways, and, but it's like a huge manufacturing company. And he, he then like met his wife at this company. And it's so funny because she works in procurement or she worked in procurement at the time. So we like, it was just really cool because he totally understand where I was coming from. And I was understanding where he was coming from, like as a PA myself and as a he's a former engineer, like he understands the relationship between procurement and engineering, not only because his wife was in procurement, but he also worked with procurement agents. So I just thought that was amazing. But uh, he met his wife at this company and he was like, you know, I really needed to make a decision because I had like a brand new bride, but I was working like from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. And it just like wasn't working for our marriage. And so I needed to make a decision about what I was going to do. And so like that was his first career pivot. And he left this like huge engineering job where he was making six figures to become uh, to go work for NAU in the admissions department. And his salary was cut way more than in half. Way, way more. Way more. Like it was cut in half twice. Okay. I don't know mathematically what that would be, but it was cut in half once and then it was cut in half again. And he took this huge salary decrease to like for the betterment of their of his marriage. And like when he said that at the round table, I just looked at him and I said, wow, like congratulations. I am so proud of you for doing that. Because the fact that he was going to put his marriage first is like, mm, love that. Like that's who I'm looking for. Someone who's going to realize like, hey, I can't be working these 12, 14 hour, 85 hour weeks. Like it's really hurting our marriage. So uh, he, they, they moved, they moved to Flagstaff. Like they had their first child there. Now uh, I think she just gave birth to his second child and he's like on paternity leave. But on Monday, so like today as I'm recording this, he's like back working for that same manufacturer, but now he's in the HR department. But I don't know, just to hear his pivot and how he like gave up basically like his dream of being an engineer and he gave up all this money for the betterment of his family. I just wanted to applaud him because I really, really admire people like that. Another thing that he said, which I have heard this now twice in the past few weeks. So like, this is just a cognitive bias of like why it like kind of like, um, stuck out to me, but he was like, you know, like my wife and I decided that we don't want to be millionaires. And I was like, yeah, like that's also a really fascinating and interesting thought because I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts and the guy, one of the hosts on there basically said the same thing. He's like, you know, I'm not trying to be a millionaire. Like I just want to live a comfortable life and I want to be able to golf on Fridays. And I was like, yes, like it's just so interesting when you have that mindset, like, are you going to have the mindset of you're going to work and work and work and climb and climb and climb and, and get all of this money, but then be super unhappy? Or are you going to be able to like take a back seat to that and realize that money isn't everything and like you want to be able to have the freedom to go golf on Friday or you want to be able to spend time with your wife or like to have a healthy work-life balance. 
So I just, I also just like when I'm around people who, you know, who are in the workforce and who are like older and more mature and who have like gone through more things in life. I just love talking with them because it is true. Like the more you go through, like the more wisdom you have, the more maturity you have, the more ability you have to see, to see, I think like the bigger picture and to really see like what is important. I want to talk about, did you guys hear about the New York Times article where they were talking about the conversation that this gentleman had with Bing's like AI technology system and she called herself Sydney. Did you guys hear about that or did you guys read about this article? Okay, I have so many things to say. If you didn't, pause it and go look it up. Um, you can look it up, New York, NewYorkTimes.com. I'll like try to link the article if I can. I think New York Times is like kind of weird. Like you might have to have a subscription, but I think I was able to just enter my email. So, and like get to read the whole article, but I was listening to one of my podcasts that I listened to and they did like a whole podcast episode on it. And honestly, I thought the things that they were saying were just straight ridiculous because I don't believe it. I, I don't believe that a robot or a computer or a machine is going to be able to make conscious decisions. And this article was saying that this AI computer system was able to talk about good versus evil and was trying to convince this man to leave his wife and be in a relationship with her. Like, wait, I mean, do I need to say that again? I just think that that's psychotic and crazy. And it kind of makes me think differently about the New York Times because are, is this true? Like, is this real? I definitely think a lot of people are talking about it and that's probably what they wanted to do. Like, I'm over here talking about it, but just because I think it's so ridiculous. I just don't believe that a computer system can do that. I, I think that we have nothing to fear. And I almost feel like even if you showed me proof, I still wouldn't believe it. I'd be like, who's on the other side of that computer? Like, is it someone over in Russia? Is it someone over in Europe, wherever? Like, are they like playing a trick? I, I just, I, I can't imagine that a computer has that that amount of critical thinking skills. And a, compu- a, a computer doesn't have feelings, like, or emotion, or rationale, or can make conscious decisions. Like, there is no algorithm out there that I believe that could do that. Because, like, humans are also flawed. And a computer system cannot take into account every circumstance and every situation. And that leads me to uh, uh, kind of into, like, another thing is, so y'all know that I'm on the app Hinge, which I, like, hate it, okay? And I was reading an article online, and I know you can't believe everything online, Uh, that you read online, but I was reading an article that said that Hinge has like a Nobel Prize winning algorithm. That's not true. If you would see the type of guys that Hinge is hooking me up with, that's not true. That's not true. Like guys, if you're, if you found me from Hinge and you're listening to this, like great, great. But like Hinge is not taking into consideration how I feel. Hinge is not reading what my promptings are on the dating app or my dating profile. I don't know what hinges, I do not know what this award-winning algorithm is, is even doing because like I'm looking to get married and to have children and it keeps setting me up with men who do not want to be married and who are unsure if they want children. I'm like, Hinge, what are you doing? Why are you setting me up with these guys? We're not compatible. And let me tell you, 
the one guy that Hinge said, this is your ultimate chance to go on a date. This guy, he is the one. He is the winner. You will go on a date with him. Guess what his profile read? Okay. And I'm not trying to shame anybody. I'm just trying to tell you that this algorithm is not accurate. Because if you would look at my dating profile, it's very methodical. It's very thought out. It's very accurate. It's very matter of fact. It's very detailed because I'm trying to find a spouse. Like, why would I not want to be vulnerable and transparent and honest? That, that just doesn't make any sense to me. So this guy, he had two promptings. This, this is the one that Hinge thought he would be my perfect match, okay? First of all, he didn't want to get married. Second of all, didn't want children or what, was unsure if he wanted children. So Hinge, like, I don't know how we are a good match because clearly we're not. We don't even want the same things. Second of all, one of his promptings the question is, like, how would your friends describe you? Guys, his response to that was, I'm awesome. He's awesome. Great. Like, I love, like, I'm glad that you have a lot of self-worth and self-esteem. I think that's awesome. But, like, that doesn't tell me anything about you, okay? His next prompting was, what is a green flag that you look for, like, in someone? He said that they're awesome, I was talking to my friend and she goes, she goes, my elementary school students know more words than just awesome. I said, I know, I know. You're just going to say awesome? Like you think that, th I'm like, Hinge, you think that that's what I'm attracted to or that's what I'm going for? Can he even form complete sentences? Like, are you serious? I, I just think this is so dumb, but you're telling me that this is an award-winning algorithm and you're setting me up with people like that. Like, this is how come I know that AI will never be anything because it can't take everything into consideration. Like, oh, I just, I have some issues, guys. Okay, so then now this is going to lead me into the next thing I want to talk about, and that's marriage. Okay, before I get into this topic too much, I want to back up and say, is an algorithm and AI the same thing? I might be misspeaking and I didn't really think about it being not the same thing until I was listening back to my recording, but I don't know. I guess I could just look it up online, but I'm just trying to like air my grievances right now and have a lot of thoughts and opinions about things. So I don't really want to look it up, but it could be different. And I guess how I'm trying to relate them or make them the same is that they're both like computer generated, like computer automated, like they're both trying to use a computer system to like give information, find an outcome, right? AI is more like people who will help you. Hey, how can I help you today? And they'll like try to help me solve a problem. Okay. But still, I think about that as being a computer, computer generated algorithm. Is that incorrect? I don't know. I just wanted to say that because I didn't want to sound really dumb. So I'm, I could be completely wrong, but thanks for listening. And let's move on to the next topic. And I've really been like really thinking about this lately because again, like I just got to say it now that I've been online and like seeing the guys that are out there, if those guys are my only choice, I don't want it. I'm not interested. I will just be single forever. And good luck to all the guys that are out there. I really hope that you find what you're looking for, but y'all are not serious. The guys that I'm seeing on Hinge, all they want, I think is sex. And like, that's, I'm not your, the girl for you. And, and I just like, I'm just kind of rethinking the whole thing. <laughs> and it's wild because it's something that I was really set out for this year. I was like, okay, like I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to see what's out there. And now that I've seen it, I'm like, meh, I'm good. 
I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Like, I just don't think it's going to happen. And, and, you know, I, I told myself that I would give it a year and I've already paid for a year subscription on eHarmony. So I'm just going to write it out for the year, but I have very, very low hopes, very low hopes. that I'm going to find anything very low, very, like very low, like low, 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 low to the ground, low. Especially if the guy that Hinge thinks I'm most compatible with, like his only vocabulary word is awesome. I just can't. I just, I can't get with that. It's just not accurate and that's not going to happen. Like I'm looking for a man who uses complete sentences. Now I'm awesome period like might be a complete sentence, but like who knows more words than just awesome. And so I also have just been like talking to more people who are married and They've just really been solidifying more like how hard marriage is. And, you know, I was talking to a few people and one of my friends said, you know, when I see those newlyweds, they're holding hands, they're all lovey-dovey. I think to myself, just wait, just wait. You're not going to be feeling like that in a few years. And I was like, what? (laughs) Which then it makes me think, do I even want it if it's going to be that hard? Like life is already really hard within itself like do I want something that's going to make life even harder and like I'm pretty happy in my singleness I feel like it's he he's gonna have to be really special there's gonna have to be a really special man to come along to take me out of my singleness because marriage is hard and a few people that I've talked to they say yeah like if I were to get divorced or if my spouse dies like I wouldn't get married again And I'm just like, dang, you know, like these Disney princess movies and like television, they just so romanticize the thought of marriage. And it's like, that's not true, like all the time. And I don't expect it to be rainbows and butterflies and magical. No, like I know that it's going to be challenging. It's going to be hard. You know, my friend asked me, well, why do you want to get married? I was like, well, to share my life with someone. And she's like, yeah, like that's why I, that's why I say that's that same Because I was like, I asked her, I was like, well, are you even happy? I said, if you weren't, if you weren't like religious or had these strong like Christian, you know, views and values, like, would you divorce? And, and she was like, no, you know, no, because I do want someone to spend my life with. And I was like, okay. And I don't know. It just makes me question it. It just really makes me question it. Cause yeah, I was feeling a little bit lonely today. But I've been really into watching Shrek and like all the movies of Shrek. And so I just put Shrek on and then I just got a lot happier. And I just tried to tell myself like those toxic thoughts that you're going to be alone forever and you have no friends. Like that's not true. And so I feel like I'm in a good place to like combat those things. And I just really feel like, you know, I'm happy and I'm happy with where I'm at. And my sister-in-law sent me a meme the other day and she goes, you know, dating, it's it's you're interviewing people to um, take up your spare time. That's what it said. It said something like, uh, yeah, dating is interviewing someone to take up your spare time. And I was like, yep, that's it. (laughs) Like, that's it. It's just, uh, I think you just kind of think about marriage differently when you're older now, when you've had these life experiences, when you've gone through hell and back, when you've had terrible relationships, you think like, is this worth it? Like, is this something I want to get into again? And then again, the other day I was talking to my cousin and she was just telling me about her friend's husband and how he's just like garbage. Okay. He just like, he's lazy. He plays video games. He's in his fifties. Like she, he's basically using her. Okay. And she has to like 
she is working multiple jobs to help pay for the rent. And I'm just like, this guy's a loser. Like she needs to get out. And I said, and it's guys like him that makes me not want to get married because I'm, I'm happy on my own. I can take care of myself just fine. Like I'm not like, I don't want to be taking care of you. Now I do think like we would need to take care of each other, but it needs to be like both sided here. It can't just be one sided. Like, she does everything. She cooks, she cleans, like she takes care of the kids. She works multiple jobs. Like he's self-employed and then he plays video games all day or he goes and works on his car. Like he, he's not, uh, providing like life. He's not giving any life into the marriage. He's not watering the marriage. It just like, yeah, that was just a rant about how I'm kind of feeling about marriage right now. So I don't know how much longer I'm going to be on Hinge. I think uh, I might stay on Hinge a little bit longer because it definitely gives me good stories for the podcast. And it's just like so interesting. Like, uh, and because I'm like learning a lot. I, I am learning. I'm like learning about what guys are out there. I'm like learning that this algorithm is not good because there's so many variables that this computer cannot take, you know, uh, into the calculation. But, and so we'll just have to see what happens. But those are my thoughts on marriage right now. And today is February 27th, but tomorrow they could completely change. So you never know. So I want to end the podcast with sharing some wisdom that I heard from one of my coworkers today. When she said this, I said, girl, you need to say that again for the people in the back. Okay. She said, if I'm perfect, how can I have compassion for others? Mm, I'm going to say that again. If I'm perfect, how can I have compassion for others? Like sit on that, mull that over, think about that. When that is so good, that is so, there is so much wisdom in that. And like, that's why I do this podcast is so my life can help you in your life. So I can show, hey, I have compassion for you because we have walked through the same thing or similar things. And I know exactly what you're feeling. So I'm going to come to you and I'm going to express myself to you. So you know that you're not alone in this. So you know, hey, like this girl who just has a microphone and who's currently sitting in her garage, she has walked through the same thing as me. If she can get through it, I can get through it. Or hey, like I'm not alone. This girl that I randomly heard on the internet, she walks through the same things that I go through. That's really cool. You know, like if we were perfect, how could we have compassion for others who have made the same mistakes for us, the same mistakes as us? And like, I think how we got on this, this topic or why she made that comment is because we were talking about anger and we were talking about different ways that people deal with anger because in my last episode, which y'all, it's definitely been my, uh, least listened to episode because it's talking about forgiveness. And I just don't know if people don't really care about that, but it is something that's really important. And I'm doing a giveaway in that episode. So if you guys want a free copy of the best book ever, which is the boundaries book by Dr. Townsend and Dr. Cloud, Sign up for my giveaway because you could be the winner. It's the best book, I'm telling you. If you want to work on boundaries, you need to enter or get yourself a copy. It's very good. But I think we were just talking about how people express anger. And I was sharing some stories in that episode about just this pastor that I heard from church. And he was talking about how he threw the lawnmower and how he had just so much shame because his kids saw that and whatever. And that's just kind of how it uh that's just kind of how the conversation got brought up. But again, like if I'm perfect, how can I have compassion for others? I just thought that was so, so good. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, friend. (sighs) 
Well, that is all I have for you on this episode of A Conversation with Jenna. But remember, the conversation doesn't have to end here. If you have thoughts and opinions on my thoughts and opinions, you can email me at a conversation with Jenna at gmail.com. I can't promise that I will respond to every email, but I would love to hear from you. Also, please rate and review my podcast on whatever platform you listen on. I would greatly appreciate it. Don't let the things you want make you forget the things you have. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to talk with you next time. Bye.